Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, just popping on here real quick to say hello and then let you know about some really amazing sales happening over at Paleo Valley this month. As you know, I'm a big fan. I use a ton of their products. I recommend a ton of their products. I am obsessed with their whey protein powder as well as their bone broth protein powder, which is more like a collagen. They actually just introduced a vanilla flavored, which I haven't tried, but I am such a vanilla girl. I mean, give me all the vanilla protein powder and (laughs) bone broth protein. Um, They also have an unflavored and chocolate um, bone broth protein too. So you really got all the flavors there, but very excited that they introduced a vanilla. I really want to try it. And then also I'm a big fan of their whey protein. Um, obviously like the vanilla flavor, they also have an unflavored. Um, but if you're looking for more or an easy way to get some protein into your life, um, both products are amazing. And honestly, I use them both and I use them pretty much every day. (laughs) It's a good way to hit that protein goal. And then also wanted to give you a heads up that this month they are offering 20% off site-wise. So definitely jump in and grab that deal. I'll be sure to leave a link in the show notes if you guys want to save 20%. And then also I want to point out that their grass-fed organ complex is 30% off this month. So a super deep discount. I mean, that's even more than we get as affiliates working with them. Um, But anyways, their grass-fed organ complex is a product that I love, I take, I recommend to our clients quite often. And it's amazing because it's not just beef liver. And I'm sure you have heard all the great things about beef liver, it's nature's multivitamin, it's just loaded with vitamins and minerals and B vitamins and all that good stuff. But the organ complex actually has a wider array of organ meats in there outside of just liver. So you are really getting a ton of nutrition in the supplement. So it's a good way to fill in those nutritional gaps that you might have. And then also their products are just really high quality. They do not cut quarters. They're just all about good quality products when it comes to where they source things from, how they're produced. And the organ complex is made from 100% grass-fed and grass-finished organs from pasture-raised animals in the U.S. So good quality stuff. And then also the way that they process this supplement is that they gently freeze-dry them. Um, They don't do like a really like high temperature when it comes to processing them, which can destroy the proteins and the nutrients and everything. So really this is like the best product out there as far as getting those minerals, those vitamins, those nutrients, all that good stuff. So I'm going to stop trying to sell you guys on these amazing products. I mean, I have used them for a really long time. They, they just are great. They are just great. And I think that if you are somebody who is looking to add more protein to your diet, um, you want to cover your nutritional bases. Maybe you're somebody that's kind of dragging ass every day, feels like they need a little bit of energy. Um, the organ complex could really be something that you would find benefit from. All right, guys, I'm going to stop rambling. I hope you enjoy this episode and talk to you soon. If you're asking yourself what the heck is happening to your body, today I'm going to share how I knew I was in perimenopause and what I did about it. 
Hello, I am Tina Hoppert. I am an FDN practitioner and I am the woman behind the Carrots and Cake brand. And today I'm gonna talk all about how I knew I was in perimetopause and hopefully some of these signs and symptoms will resonate with you too. So you can nail down whether or not you are officially in perimetopause or not. So if you're wondering what perimetopause is all about, definitely check out my previous video. I talk about the what, the why, the when, the how, all of the details about perimetopause and when it starts, how long it lasts, some of the common symptoms. But today I'm gonna get personal and share some of my story with you. So I am currently 42 years old, but I would say I started to experience these symptoms in my late 30s. And then by my early 40s, it was pretty much confirmed. Hello, you are in perimetopause. <laughs> the first thing that I noticed was that my menstrual cycle started to get shorter and shorter. I was always the basic B when it came to my menstrual cycles. I was anywhere from 28 to 30 days, regular as regular as could be. And when I hit you know, my early 40s, those cycles became shorter and shorter. They were 26 days, 25 days, 24 days, 23 days. And it felt like I was having my period all the time. And really what was going on there is that second half of my cycle was becoming shorter and shorter due to low progesterone, which is super duper common in perimetopause. A lot of different things happen as far as our hormones go, but one of them is that progesterone drops significantly or starts to slow down significantly. And when that happens, our cycles can get shorter and shorter. So what I did about these short cycles were a couple of things. So one of the major things that really slows down progesterone in addition to age is stress. So I really did my best as far as managing stress, sitting on the couch more as I joke around and prioritizing sleep, like getting my butt to bed, not staying up scrolling, not watching Netflix, like really just making myself go to bed pretty much after I put my son to bed at eight o'clock. <laughs> But stress is a major killer of progesterone, so that was definitely something I did. Another thing that I did to support my natural progesterone levels was increasing my intake of fruits and roots. And what I mean by that is any and all fruit that you like, as well as root vegetables. So basically anything that grows under the ground. So potatoes and sweet potatoes and squashes and turnips and parsnips and carrots and anything in that family. But really these type of carbohydrates can really support the progesterone that your body naturally makes because at ovulation, that's when your body makes progesterone. But as you age, as you get into this perimetopause phase, that ovulation and that amount of progesterone is just less compared to what's going on in your 20s and 30s. So adding in these really nice carbohydrates can be really, really supportive as far as that progesterone goes, and it can extend that second half of your cycle so you're not having super duper short periods month after month. I also started supplementing with natural progesterone drops, and this was important for making my cycles a lot more regular and really extending them back up to the 28, 29-day cycle and made me feel a whole lot better as far as some of my perimetopause symptoms go because progesterone is our happy, calm, 
calming hormone. It can make us a little bit sleepy. So if you're somebody that's struggling with sleep issues, anxiety, mood issues, you could be deficient in progesterone. Of course, talk to your doctor before you start willy-nilly supplementing with natural progesterone drops. But I think they're a nice option if you're not ready to go to the bioidentical or hormone therapy. And the ones that I use are called Pro Adapt. You can actually grab them from my online dispensary and they're listed under my hormone favorites. Um, I personally use them. I recommend them to clients all the time. They're super easy to use. And the formulation is derived from wild yams and there's some vitamin E mixed in, but it's a very natural approach to balancing your hormones, getting your cycles back on track when you're in perimenopause. So check it out. I'll leave a link in the notes and important to note, you only use these drops in the second half of your cycle. So once you've ovulated, you can start adding them in. And what I tell clients, you can start slow with four to eight drops. You can work your way up to 16 drops. It really depends on you and how your body responds. But basically what you're doing is mimicking what your body would naturally do as far as progesterone goes. So again, only use them in the second half of that cycle. And of course, talk to your doctor or talk to a practitioner before you start adding in any sort of progesterone into your life. It can be good for so, so many reasons, but I would definitely make sure you know what you're doing. The next way I knew that I was in perimenopause was that I was getting night sweats before my period. So two, three nights before my period actually came, I would wake up drenched in sweat to the point where I needed to get out of bed and change my clothes. It was insane. And basically why that was happening was because of dropping estrogen levels. Um, basically before you get your period, your hormones all start to drop, but my body was very, very sensitive to that drop and I was waking up with these crazy night sweats. So what I did about this was definitely slept in a cooler room. I think that helps a lot. There's also something called a chili pad that you can buy. I haven't gone down this route, but one of the practitioners that I work with, she suggested this. So if you're somebody that's really struggling with night sweats, check out the chili pad. It can help your body cool. And then I added in some supplementation as far as adding some maca and black cohosh, which can make your body or make your cells more sensitive to estrogen. These supplements don't necessarily produce more estrogen. They just make your body a little bit more sensitive to the estrogen that you already had. But it definitely helped. I mean, it took a little time. I mean, they say it takes 90 to 100 days for your ovaries and hormones to respond to any sort of nutritional or herbal therapy. So it definitely took a couple months to see some progress, but taking the maca regularly, taking the black cohosh regularly, it made such a difference as far as those night sweats and those symptoms go. So again, I'll link to my dispensary here. You can grab either of those. Um, again, talk to your doctor before you add anything in, but it could be a really, really good option for helping with those night sweats. Another thing I did on the night sweats front was adding ground flaxseed to the first half of my cycle. Ground flaxseed can be really, really helpful as far as promoting estrogen, but promoting the good estrogen and the proper detox of estrogen out of your body. Little shout out from my previous video about estrogen dominance, which also could be something that you might be dealing with in perimetopause, but that's actually having too much estrogen in relation to progesterone. And what I was dealing with was low estrogen and probably some low progesterone as well. So the next thing that confirmed that I was in perimetopause was that I was not having as many 
lean muscle gains as I had in the past. And I'm somebody that I love fitness, I love working out, but I just wasn't getting stronger. I wasn't seeing that definition as far as my muscles go. So what I did was really changed my workout. So little shout out for my previous video about why I quit Orange Theory, but that high intensity cardio wasn't doing me any favors. At that time in my life, it was really stressing out my body. It was definitely more catabolic in the sense that it was probably breaking down muscle tissue and my muscles and wasn't helping me build muscles, which is so important in perimetopause. As I say to my clients, you got to use it or you're going to lose it because our hormones slow down, our testosterone slows down, down. And without all of those amazing hormones and that testosterone, it becomes really, really hard to build muscle. So what I did was really focused on the quality of my strength training workouts. So I was lifting heavy. I was focusing on progressive overload. So every single week, trying to get a little bit stronger, putting heavy weight on the barbell, really challenging myself, and then also making sure I was fueling those workouts properly. So getting in some carbohydrates before my workout, getting in some carbohydrates and protein after my workout. Because the thing about muscle, it just doesn't come out of nowhere. You need to change the stimulus as far as what you are doing with your workouts. So you challenge your muscles, they break down, they build back stronger. That's how you actually build muscle. But then making sure you have enough energy in the form of calories to make those muscles grow because muscle doesn't come out of nowhere. You have to eat enough to make muscle. So definitely focusing on those carbohydrates, getting enough protein after my workout, but getting enough protein throughout the day. Um, I think those things were really, really important. And yeah, once I focused on the workouts, did less better as far as the workouts. I wasn't doing six days of cardio and hit with like a little bit of strength training. I was doing three or four quality strength training workouts a week and I got stronger and my body changed and I have that like toned strong look. So I really do think it comes down to changing your approach to your fitness when you are in perimetopause in order to get the best results. So the next symptom that confirmed that I was in perimetopause was these hormonal headaches. And I would even get migraines at time. And so what I learned about myself and about my body and how our hormones work is that low estrogen can lead to these headaches. So I was getting them post ovulation. So the days after ovulation, at ovulation, all of our hormones are super duper high, then they temporarily drop and then they kind of come, they come back in that luteal phase or in theory they will. <laughs> depends how perimetopause is going for you. And then in the days leading up to your period and the first few days of your period, estrogen is really low then too. And that's when we can get these headaches and migraines and things like that. So personally, what I did was really started to pay attention to my detox pathways. And what I mean by that is just making sure I'm not overloading my body with toxins and chemicals and pesticides and too much alcohol and too much caffeine because the way our hormones get out of our body is through our liver and our gut. So what I tell our clients is that you need to love your liver, you need to love your gut. And a lot of times this is looking around in your life, in your lifestyle and cleaning up what is going on there. So making sure you're getting rid of xenoestrogens and estrogen mimickers. And a lot of these appear in beauty products and cleaning products and cash register receipts. I mentioned this to a client the other day and she's like, 
what am I supposed to do about the cash register receipts? <laughs> so it's never one thing. Don't freak out about the cash register receipts. You can just decline it. You don't need to get it. Sometimes you could have the offer of getting an email delivered to you as far as the receipts go. You can take it and throw it right in the trash. It's totally fine. I just wouldn't like rub it all over your face and lick it and stick it in your pocket for the rest of the day. <laughs> but there's a lot of places where these estrogen mimickers exist. And I mean, you could Google a list. I think the other um, big culprits are plastics. So drinking water out of plastic bottles, storing food in plastics. They just exist in so many different parts of our lives. Um, of course, I think beauty products is another area where every single day you're putting these products on your body. But if it's disrupting your hormones, I mean, it's not a good choice. So I personally love the beauty counter brand. I'm a beauty counter consultant. I can also leave a link below. You want recommendations for some of my favorite products? Let me know. I do love Beauty Counter and I've used them for a million years, but that's a really simple way to start cleaning up what's going on with your lifestyle and what is going into your body. And of course, just choosing the best quality food available. So doing your best to buy organic, grass-fed, non-GMO, because of course these foods are going to be a lot more cleaner when it comes to the chemicals and pesticides and toxins and whatnot. And then another little hack that I often tell clients is around ovulation, make sure you're not drinking a ton of alcohol, not consuming a ton of caffeine because ovulation can be a really tough time for women. And if you're somebody in that boat, I think it's even more important to make sure you are cleaning up your environment, especially around that ovulation period. And I don't drink a ton of alcohol nowadays, but if I'm offered a drink during that ovulation period, a lot of times I'll decline it just because I don't want to experience those symptoms. I mean, sometimes my skin will break out or I'll have anxiety. I'll wake up in the middle of the night with low blood sugar. I mean, alcohol can 100% lead to that too. So I really just pay attention to what is happening in my environment, making sure it is as clean as possible and really just helping my body out when it comes to that detoxification process. And finally, the last way I knew that I was in perimetopause was my sleep was crap. I kept waking up in the middle of the night, anywhere between one and three. Definitely check out my previous video about why this happens. I get into all the details, but for me, it really was all about low blood sugar. So I made sure to eat enough during the day, to eat regular meals throughout the day to keep my blood sugar balanced and to have a snack before bed. I mean, one that had some carbohydrates, some slow digesting carbohydrates, a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat, to keep my blood sugar more steady so it wasn't crashing in the middle of the night. And then there were definitely times of my cycle where I was really struggling with sleep. So that's where I added in some supplementation as far as melatonin, um, making sure I was getting my magnesium in. My I like magnesium glycinate. Um, sometimes I would add CBD just to help relax my body, but I just did what I needed to do to get sleep because I just think sleep is so important as far as our mood, our energy, those lean muscle gains, all of the things that we need to feel our best in perimetopause. Perimetopause really has the potential of being a tough transition for women. It can be a long period of time, 
Hormones are crazy and out of whack. And if you're somebody who is wondering what the heck is going on with their hormones, I really hope this video was helpful in the sense that I gave you some real life examples of symptoms during perimenopause, how I personally dealt with them and letting you know that they work as far as what you're doing with your diet, your lifestyle, your supplementation. It's never one thing, but I just, hope that this video gave you some good ideas as far as you managing your hormonal symptoms and sailing through perimenopause. And if you like this video, I would love for you to take a second to like it and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss future content about perimenopause and hormones and all of this fun stuff that happens to us during this time period. And of course, feel free to share this video with any of the women in your life who might be struggling during this perimenopause period of time.